fucking microphone muted you. Don't unmute your fucking microphone. No one wants to hear your fucking pre-show bullshit. Living in your your hobo trailer. Nobody can fucking hear you. You're just in there running your cocksucker during our beautiful introduction. And now you're muted because you fucked up because you unmuted yourself to run your cocksucker. My name's Hugh. Hi, guys. Hey, what's up, man? Long time no fucking see. Yeah, right? It's been a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a couple weeks. No big deal. How's your how's, how's the dumpster fire 2021 going for you? I'm so incredibly stressed out. I want to cry every day. Oh, okay. So you're drinking more then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. Oh, All right, everyone. Welcome to the Liberty Risk Podcast. I'm Billy. And I'm Hugh. And I'm Meg. Meg! I'm here today. Meg, you're Only about for to fall. a little bit. You're about to fall the fuck asleep, aren't you? I'm very tired right now. You look like you're about to pass out. You look like your you look like your parents took you to a baseball game that you didn't want to go to, and you're trying to make it to the seventh inning stretch, but it's like the bottom of the third. And, and then they're like get extra innings, so we're now in like the bot like the top yeah, of the you're like, oh, something. Thank God, like, we're about to go, and then it's like the bottom of the ninth. They rack up three extra. What do they call them? Bats. <laughs> three extra runs. Thank oh, you. God. Three extra runs. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow, that's. Dear sweet baby Jesus, with your golden wings. You know, it's, I don't not know. Don't you not? You swung the bat. The, <laughs> they get the bats. Do they, they get, get the bats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, do you not know that? I don't. I don't yeah. not know about sports, but I didn't grow up learning like the cacophony of information that's available. So every now and again, I'm like, "What's that word again?" I haven't watched it in so long. People, are like, how do you not know? Like, well, I'll sit around watching statistics channels all day. Guy who can't change his own oil. So I you, bet you watch basketball and you're like, oh, they got a touchdown. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch basketball because I understand that they work out and I understand that there's a lot of drills and all that. But when you, the camera's on them and they're all sweating their asses off, I'm like, well, you would sweat too if 30,000 mouth breathers in a closed building were huffing and puffing for 90 minutes while you did wind sprints back and forth. As Hugh, shuts, as Hugh shuts the fucking lights off and he's like... <sighs> <laughs> I love the sweating. Oh God! Nah, I just look so, like I'm not impressed. You know what I am impressed about while we're talking about sports? What right? I am impressed about? No, I am impressed that Tom Brady has been in the NFC for one year and already has a playoff game win. And the Dallas Cowboys have been in the NFC since 1995 and have none. If I read that meme correctly, facts. That's some That's tea facts. right there. So I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely love our viewers, especially when Genie. Puts fucking comments like this. What'd she say? I'm off I'm my a- band, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so for those, That's for right. in case we didn't say it to those who don't know, Jeannie runs Military Chive Nation. And for somebody's birthday, she made a joke that you should send him butthole pictures as a birthday gift. And apparently somebody went online and found a Getty image of mm. a, a, butthole a butthole and posted it. And it got Jeannie as an admin for the page banned for 30 days. Now... <laughs> I think that that would be the end of the story, but wait, there's more. This dumpster fire of an individual went and created a fake account to try to continue to run her page and then added a bunch of people back. So I was like, I her or it's a troll. But apparently her fiance's troll level is significantly higher than hers because he was telling people silently not to add her and that it was a fake account. Yep, yeah. he did good. He did good by it. He did it good. Awesome. He did. Oh, yeah, we salute you, Caitlin. Yeah, you crazy, crazy son of a bitch. So, Meg, Thursday is a big, big day for us here at Liberty Risk. You're excited? I you am. Tell, you want to tell everyone what's going on? Yes. So, Thursday is going to be our ladies take over Liberty Risk. I have a super, super special guest. I'm really, really excited to have her on. Her name is Melissa Trachtenberg. I know that's like a super big name. And wait a minute, Trachtenberg. I had to like, I had to actually look her up because it just said Trach in her email, and I was like, that's not her whole name. And I had to like look in depth into so phenomenal name. Yeah, she is a um, mental health counselor, and she specializes in grief counseling. So when she comes on, we're going to talk about all different kinds of uh, grief that people go through, and specific ones to the military as well. 
Um, she awesome. worked for Promise Pathways, which we already had the owner of Promise Pathways on, Stephanie mm -hmm. Kalachi. And mm -hmm. um, so they work alongside each other as kind of our mental health assistants for the show. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited to talk to her about kind of the darker side of mental health and sure. overcoming some of those uh, emotions. That's well, awesome. It's important, it's important to talk about that kind of stuff because the pamphlet they give you at medical that just says drink Motrin and take water uh, is drink, not, drink, it's not drink, as effective. Drink Motrin. Change your socks. You'll be okay. Like that, That's cool. I, I really want to kill myself though. Like, yeah, but a fresh pair of socks. <laughs> Um, they do do telehealth. <laughs> do do. They do telehealth. <laughs> do do. <laughs> We're such children. They do. Oh, so great! Um, I missed you, yeah. Meg. They, <laughs> they do telehealth. They are actually based out of Long Island. Um, she, I think Melissa works for two companies actually for mental health. So she works for Promise Pathways, and the other one. Give me one moment, and I will tell we'll you. Definitely have to. We'll definitely have to hook them up. Yeah. Later. Uh, Hickstrong. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to like talk them into it, and I know their schedule is so busy right now, because um, there's not a lot of really good mental health counselors that are like really, really good yeah. and specialize in certain methods. Um, so at Promise Pathways, they have EMDR. I think they have ACT. I think that or ACT. I think they have CB, CBT. Co no, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Um, wow. Yeah, there's a whole lot of them. I'm currently doing great. EMDR, and it's a really, really good method. It like uses your eyeballs to change your mind. It's not EDMR, right? No, and it's not EDM. Yeah. EMDR. Yeah. Listen, the Navy, the Navy has enough acronyms that I had to learn, and then I go on deployment. I worked for the Army and Marines; they had new acronyms. Then I got into the VA, and they're like, "Here's our new list of acronyms," and I was like, "All right, well." I guess I don't need to know how to do anything else. I guess I just pay someone to tie my shoe. It's so funny. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You had to add that on top. And then when I was a master at arms, when I when I first did that, we used all the old what they call the ten codes. So yeah. it was like we had to use the acronyms plus the ten codes. And then it was like, oh yeah, there's a baby on fire in a tree next to a boat. I'm like, no, that didn't sound right. Oh my god. They're, they're, okay, that's not good. I said the wrong thing. Sorry, dispatch. Uh, <laughs> It's just the traffic stop. <laughs> like, right. yeah. 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 That was 10-4. What did I say? <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean that. There's no babies anywhere. It's just a traffic stop. I apologize. To Fuck, shit. But yeah, shit. no, the acronym, I'm, that's why I'm, I don't miss the acronym bullshit part of the Navy no. yeah. at all. It's like, that's, yeah, done, done with that. So, Meg, that's awesome. So, we're going to do this every Thursday for every the rest Thursday? of the year. And well, every one Thursday, sorry, one Thursday a month. For the rest, yeah, of, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, this is news to me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Too. I had a fucking field day trying to get over here. Was it? We just squeezed this in. So I'm just going to look at the camera and just say, fuck you to my ex wife because you're an asshole. Anyway, um, I hope you're hopefully, watching. Hopefully, or, hopefully, neither of your lawyers watch the show. Yeah. So anyway, she's just, uh, she's, a, she's special, as we say. She's very yeah. special. Yeah. Very special lady. <laughs> so Meg, we're, we're looking forward to seeing your show on Thursday. And thank you for coming on and, and giving us a preview of what's, what's coming up. Yeah, sure. I mean, you get to, I mean, this is preview right here. That's the preview. Yeah. This is <laughs> You're not gonna bring yourself up at all for your guests. You don't need to. No, I'll, I'll, nice. I'll at least not have bags under my eyes. Yeah. Go get some sleep, Meg. We'll see you on Thursday at 7 30. I will. See you guys. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Bye, Bye. Oh, it was so, it was nostalgic, Hugh. <laughs> it was nostalgic, like a throwback. Like it's it was a throwback grandma. from uh, last fucking month. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, seems so far away. I don't know if you know this or not, but our capital was stormed. So <laughs> turns out the password is password. <laughs> the password is, you know what's so funny? <laughs> Did you, I was watching um, the, 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 the last Spider-Man movie. Oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. if you saw it where he went in there yeah. and uh, Tony Stark's security guy is helping him get make a new suit in the fucking plane. Yeah. And he's like, he was like, what's what's the password to your phone? I need to get to your phone. He goes, it's password. He goes, no, what's the password to your phone? He goes, <laughs> the, the password's passwords <laughs> spelled out. He goes, you're the head of security for the whole company. <laughs> Are you serious? He goes, look, I just didn't have time to change it. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's exactly what that feels like. It's such a good movie. Um, such so a good our, movie. our guest tonight uh, is Brian Brown, Warren Officer Brown. I'm very excited to have him on. He started uh, a Facebook page and an Instagram, presumably with some help, because uh, he started very small, 75 people, and now he's up to 1,700 in less than a year. And it is an entire community uh, of cigar-smoking sailors. And I love everything about every word that I just said there. They uh, before COVID, they before they before COVID, they were pretty active, man. I mean, the, the the group is still pretty active, but I mean, in person, they'd get together and smoke. It, it's uh, if you ever went to one of their events, it just seemed like a bunch of your buddies just all showed up at your favorite bar, and they were the one bar in the city that allowed you to smoke inside. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. So, uh, Warren Officer Brown, uh, Billy, if you wouldn't mind, please and thank you. Hey, guys. hey. what's, what's going up, on? man? What's up? How are we doing out there? Good. How are you? Yeah, you're in uh, Nor Northern California, right? Yep. So I'm up in I'm up in Maine, and my current temperature is 35 degrees. Why don't you tell me what yours is so I can cry a little bit? Like uh, 60, 70, something like that. God damn it! I couldn't get a job somewhere tropical. <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get like a shipyard and like. Go you off. chose Maine. No one know, forced you to go there. I chose it because the other yards don't have this program. So I'm hoping after like a couple of years, there's like an opening and I can go to like San Diego or Miami. No, because I'm not doing this podcast with the when you were there in Port Port Wyimi with the fucking background. I was at Wyimi for three months and Billy used to just hate it because I would set it up on the balcony overlooking like the Channel Islands. You know, the sun was setting. It was perfect. It just made Billy so depressed. Yeah, it was. yeah, it's my here, man. Definitely. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in the Navy, and then, uh, you know, how you got started with Sailors and Sticks. Uh, so I've been been in twenty years now, uh, doing that submarines the whole time. So been my whole career dealing with bubbleheads and doing the crazy shit that we do. And then, uh, Sailors and Sticks was started by another a guy, uh, Nick Church, and myself. Uh, he's also in the LDO community as well. He's a lieutenant. Uh, we both started it in his backyard. And, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we used to get together all the time, smoke, drink, do all sorts of crazy shit. And then uh, we started looking at each other. We was like, we should do this for a lot of people, man. And uh, came up with the name. Uh, he's very instrumental in the group, obviously helping me out uh, as I'm traveling all over the place. Uh, and he's been he's been killing it, too. He works so over out of Virginia. So we're based out of Virginia Beach. And I've uh, been doing that since we started, like you said, we started here in February. We had about 47 people when we started February. And then yeah. uh, now we got 1,728, I think, was the count today when I looked at the group. So, uh, yeah, we've been we've been catching on like wildfire. And it's uh, a lot of the community out there. There's a lot of guys that go hard for the group, and we appreciate that. That's fantastic. Yeah, my uh, our, our mutual friend, Justin Fulp, uh, was, I, I show up at makers one day. Yeah. And he's like on his, just on his phone. Like all the time I was like, are you like, listen, man, this, you know, no homo or anything, but are you going to spend some time with me? Like what? Like, I had Joe Paul out here to like to, to hang out with you. He's like all the way. And I'm like, I know it's down the road. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, bro, I just, uh, my buddy Brian started this group, Steelers and Sticks and, show, and he was showing me, showing me. And I was like, I don't know why you're showing me, you know, you're just going to add me in like five minutes. Just go ahead. Let's right. do it. And it's, yeah. man, it's, it's super cool because it's like every day people are like, here's what I'm smoking and here's what I'm drinking. And right. like 40 to 80 comments of what they liked about it, the flavor profiles, what it pairs nicely with. And then everyone else is like, if it's 11 o'clock and somebody's smoking and drinking, and then they're like, oh, here's what we're doing. And here's what we're doing. And here's what we're doing. And it's just a bunch of, it. it's a really, really simple goal. Uh, a simple, um, organization are you a sailor and do you like cigars yeah we even let coast guard we love we even let coasties in too so oh you let coasties in too oh okay. that's cute that's cute yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta give them somewhere to go they don't i mean they get picked up the yeah they do yeah, yeah it's it the least that we could do we you know, we did shut down the government a couple years ago and not pay them for a while so anyway this is a it's a little credit you can extend them it's nice and uh what is that? 1,700 members? Jesus Christ. Yeah, so we were we did something special for the 1,000 member. I mean, obviously, we got to do it for a 2,000. I mean, this group is crazy, too. They even paid for me to get a tramp stamp. So. Uh, oh, 
I heard about that. Please, yeah. please indulge with a word pic. Uh, paint us a word picture. Uh, so it's a submarine dolphins, and it's got like super tribal around it, and it's colored and everything else. So uh, oh, we did a podcast, we did a live stream, and uh, we talked about it. And I was like, "Well, I bet you can't raise enough money for me to get it because I'm not getting it myself." And I no. wasn't doing it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had to pay up, man. Did you and you got it? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's what? all on my lower back. It's huge too. We did. Oh, we, really? did we did a tri- we did a charity event um, a few months back in October. Yeah, back in October, and we raised enough money. And uh, Meg, who was just in here, actually shaved off Hugh's eyebrows on live on a live feed. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. funny because she didn't know what the fuck she was doing, so she nicked him. So he's like bleeding and shit. He's got no yeah. eyebrows. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, good. She, the lady who actually did our logo, she actually did the tattoo on my lower back. So we kind of <laughs> nice. <prepared> her too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, at least you can cover yours up. I had to walk around with the – it was looking rough. I mean, they're still, not, they're still not back all the way. I think this is one of those things I'm going to have to deal with now is that I'll just have thin eyebrows. But, you know, my vanity will allow that, I think. He looked like a drag queen out of makeup. It was pretty funny. Yeah, we still have a pants, man, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's fair. At least it was. At least it was classy and well done. At least they, you know. At least it wasn't like a, a, a dick shaped submarine or anything like that. It could have been a lot worse. A lot worse. Yeah, they could have really screwed with you on that one. So, um, I saw. Um, is that what you did for the thousandth member? Was get the tram stamp? No, we did that for a separate. That was a whole separate thing for the thousandth member. Actually, gave them stuff that they wanted. You know, so we always do like we always do like prize giveaways or something. Um. Our group's really been involved in the community. So, for uh, for stuff like uh, when the Bonhammer Shard had a fire, yeah. we raised ten thousand dollars for that. Uh, we also wow. did uh, Submarine Veterans Club. They had an issue with one of their equipment, uh, one of their ovens. They take a lot of they take a lot of care of sailors. So they do for Thanksgiving. They cook hundreds of turkeys for these sailors and stuff, and do Thanksgiving dinner for them. Uh, so yeah. one of their ovens were broken. We raised like four thousand dollars for that just to get them a new one. Um, so, but when we do giveaways for the actual community, it goes back to the actual people. So the tramp stamp thing was just fun, you know, just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I seen, I seen you guys are pretty involved with a couple different organizations and it's not, uh, like willy nilly or like uh, a one and done. Like you're pretty heavily involved with like uh pale horse, uh, pale horse coffee, which Billy loved so much when he had it the one time he's now on a, a Recurring order, have it shipped right to his I house. T-shirts, coffee mugs. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike's a good Mike's a good buddy of mine, man. He's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. that. When, when I, I saw you, when I saw that uh, coffee mug, it said "coffee makes me less murdery." I was like, I have yeah. to give these people money every month. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys are pretty heavily involved with Scallywag cigars, right? Yeah, we've we've been doing a lot of stuff with them, and um, they give us a good discount in the group. But there's always somebody in the group that's ordering from them all the time. So yeah. Uh, we take care of them; they take care of us. So it's a, it's a mutual relationship. They're they're great people too. It's nice so, to see that you're not just you know it's not like a, a one a one and done kind of thing. You know, there's a lot of recurring. It's not. It's creating a network and it's creating a a, a brotherhood and a family. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Very quickly was uh, apparent in this group going from twenty five, thirty five, forty five people up to seventeen hundred and under a year, and it's not like you're. You know, you're not trying to raise millions of dollars. You're not trying to, you know, save the world. You're just trying to provide people a place to come and be like, hey, man, everybody all right? Everybody yeah, smoking? And it, it's, definitely, it's definitely helping a lot of people's mental health and stuff. So uh, it's definitely a good thing for the community. And then uh, uh, we find out we know each other through a lot of other people, too. So the community is real small once you once you get out there. Yeah, for sure. Billy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to – cut you off a little bit ago oh no no you're, you're absolutely fine so i was just going to ask uh what when did you find your love for cigars like when what when did you really like because um, my father my father's a cigar smoker like right. and it, he told me it was he had a very distinct memory of my great uncle yeah. it was he said it was the aroma he said oh, yeah, sure it was just that he goes i don't know what it was i was 14 he remembers the day what was going on? It was just really weird, but he's an avid cigar smoker. Yeah, I think I was. I think I was pretty young when I started. So, like when I first joined the Navy, I was seventeen, and uh, it was one of those things where you kind of 
just get into, but obviously my paycheck was a lot smaller. So back with what you were smoking, like you weren't smoking anything good, black and miles or some shit. Um, now you've been in for a while, so you find the stuff that you actually like. But one thing about the group that we talk about is whatever memory you attach with, or it doesn't have to be a pricey cigar. It's, it's those memories you make with those friends. And if you like it, you like it. Who cares how much it costs? Same thing with the drink too. Like everybody likes to be a beer snob or, whiskey snob but it's like whatever you like is what you enjoy man oh yeah absolutely yeah do you uh you get to find uh cigars and different uh styles and flavors uh going underway and pulling into port than you find back here in the states yeah it's it's different so you find different stuff overseas and then um i mean the stuff that you smoke too uh depending on how long you've been on the boat it tastes different obviously with the amine and all that other shit so um it's it's just a different flavor palette when you how long you keep them in the humidor and then you could taste something, smoke it immediately. And then three years later, it tastes something different, you know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I I remember the first cigar I had, I was actually on deployment in 2010. It was Christmas and I had no idea what compelled me to have it. I was out there with one of my, one of my chiefs who's still a good buddy of mine today. And uh, at the time she was a third class as well. And I had the one and I, I remember not liking it which is the right. weird part. I remember thinking, I was like, no, nah, I'm all right. I don't think it's going to be for me. And I got back to the States and for whatever reason, I was in the airport in Atlanta flying home from deployment. And I was, and they used to have this uh, tobacco shop that you could smoke in. Right. And I was like, all right, well, let's buy a few more of these. Maybe, maybe I was premature. Let's go ahead and give it a try. Now I got like five travel humidors and I'm getting ready to go on Mobe here in a few months. I got like all my herfidors are all set up to mail ahead of me so that I'm good to go. So yeah, I, I got the one with me right now that I travel with all the time. So that's fantastic. There's I didn't know there was travel humidor. That's oh yeah, man. That's crazy. <laughs> like my my father's oh, yeah. my father's so happy because he's like he's got all five kids out of the house. You know what I mean? And he was just like got all these projects. He bought his boat, and then I I said, Dad, what's what's going to be the next big thing? You know? And he's like, Oh, I'm making a walk-in humidor. I was like, That's awesome. I was like, is mom okay with that? He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's, he goes, it's happening. Whether she's here or not for it, I'm going to have one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Dude, those did, you awesome. did you inhale the first time you smoked? Um, I, I, I think that I did. I think I accidentally yeah. inhaled. And I remember this other person. Oh, the, the, the now chief that we were smoking with, she didn't draw. She just puffed on it a little bit but blew through the cigar okay and, and so like now looking back i think that you know she was, didn't really want to smoke but it was maybe it was just more like the uh because it was uh our chief who's a close friend of ours like i said and and it was on christmas and it was both of our first deployment and so maybe it was just like a kind of intimate bonding kind of thing you know so, she, so i i don't think that she smoked cigars i think you know she just liked the taste of the tobacco and, and like the being around the bonfire is not the right word. It's more like we set, set some old furniture on fire that nobody was using. Yeah. That, that shit happens to a lot of people. And I think that's what I love about this group is that none of us are like judgmental. Uh, usually when you walk into a cigar bar, there's a bunch of snobby people in there yeah. and they'll make fun of you if you do something wrong. But like this group's always been open about that. It's like, Hey man, yeah. if you don't know, we'll teach you about them. And uh, it's kind of one of those things that turn people off when you walk into a cigar bar. It's just, a bunch of snobs and they're all, all assholes to you about the way you smoke or what you smoke. So it's yeah. just something different. Yeah. Justin started smoking very recently. And, uh, I remember it was like almost overnight. Every time I go meet him at the bar and now he's got like a huge humidor pack yeah. and he's telling me about all these profiles and these flavors and, and, and what they pair nicely with. And I'm over here like, you've been doing this for a year. <laughs> what yeah. did you learn? And he's like, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Bro, you got to get into this group. Check out this group. Sailors and Six. You got to check this out. I'm like, and I'm over here like, uh, okay. Like, uh, I like like I like to smoke. I like to enjoy myself when I do. I'm, you know, like most people, which I'm sure you know, like you find what you like and that's what you like. Right. And uh, Justin's level of passion, he's probably only like the third person I've met who's got like that level of passion. But then I got into this group and, and like the way that these people talk about what they're drinking and how it pairs nicely with what they're smoking and like what they're eating. Like I've seen people talk about like how to pair a cigar with grilled chicken. 
or if you're going to be eating like barbecue yeah. burgers, what's a really good after dinner cigar? And I'm like, what the fuck is an after dinner cigar? Does it come with like a bedside mint? Oh, you, you <laughs> some of the conversations I have with my father, because I grew up on Long Island. So if you go out east on Long Island, there's just pretty much a quarter of Long Island. There's nothing but vineyards all right. the way, all the way out to the end of the island. So you can do what, you know, it's, it's called the hop. You can literally go to one of the first sets of vineyards and catch a bus. And what you do is you pay like a hundred bucks and they'll take you to their, what they call their tour chain. And you'll go to like eight different vineyards. So what they started incorporating was, was cigars and they'll pair them. So you'll get there, you'll pair them with different wines and different craft beer and different types of chocolate, different types of fruits and stuff like that. I so had no I, idea. Oh yeah, it was crazy. So I went with my pops about two years ago. It was hilarious. Not only did I smoke some amazing cigars, but we also got so fucked up that we had the Uber about an hour home <laughs> <laughs> because we were just trashed. So we show up without without my mother's SUV, <laughs> right? It's just reeking of cigar smoke, and my mother's like, "What the fuck did you two do?" And I'm just like, I don't remember anything after five. I love you. <laughs> I love you. But yeah, no, it was really, it was actually a really cool experience because going through that, it was, you know, they they bring out these these uh, boxes of cigars, and they're like, okay, and then they have a menu, and this pairs with this, and this pairs with this wine, and this beer, and this chocolate, and this fruit, and it was really crazy to how the flavors all enhanced each other just from the cigar. It was just, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and there's a lot of places like that. They have been incorporating that, that stuff. And uh, we talk about in the group, like you said, whatever you're making, eating, or whatever you're drinking. Um, there's, I mean, there's high levels of taste in our group. And then there's guys in our group that just drink Jim Beam, man, and don't give a fuck. Like, they don't yeah. care. Just drink that there's shit. also guys that smoke acid cigars. And I will never <laughs> ask you to leave. I don't, I don't know why people hate on them so much, man. I'm like, whatever. I don't wonder what other slightly slightly off-kilter things that you do in life. I don't know what it, like, it's not, I had it one time, and I remember my buddy was, like, raving about them. And I was like, all right, cool. I never had one. I had one, and I was like. I just can't get off my tongue. Yeah, they're, they're not my jam, but uh, I know that there's guys in the group that like them, and everybody fucks with them about it, but. I'm gonna, put, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put this cigar meme up that Justin posted. Uh, when did he post this? Yesterday at five twenty-four. I'm calling him out on the exact fucking down to the minute <laughs> on, on this one. But he posted this yesterday. Some people hate Trump. Some people hate Biden, but <laughs> I think that's the one that I commented on. I did. Yeah. There's my response there. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about them either. I mean, there's some Gurkhas I actually like, man. But, I mean, they're not a popular brand. I mean, there are popular brand, but nobody who actually smokes cigars really likes them. So do you I've, had, I've had Justin shoot me some looks. Like, I, like I bought – um, like, I like him. I like Monte Cristo. I've heard him give you shit. And, I, yeah, like I've gone in, and I'm like, all right, I'm looking around. I'm looking around. Like, I haven't had this one before. I'm going to grab this one. And Justin will be over there like – Really? <laughs> oh yes why he's like no, nothing what do you drink what are you drinking you know what i'm drinking i drink the one beer oh okay <laughs> he's so passive aggressive so such a dick. he is but he, he's very passionate about it too so he's like over there like i can i can see like that meme uh where the 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 actress has got like all the algebra and the calculus and whatnot over her face like i can see that that's him with like the beer that i'm drinking and the food that he knows i already ate and like the type of toothpaste I use and whether or not that cigar is going to work for it. So what's your, do you have like a go-to, like a daily, like, uh, this, like so something you, I, always, you always pick up that you just have to have? I got a few. Uh, there's uh, anything by my father. So like they, they make a few good ones. Uh, the judge, the judge is one of my favorite ones. And then uh, there's a brand called Sinistro. And they got this one called Honor Among Thieves. It's really good. I've been smoking that a lot this year, this past oh, year. And then, uh, so yeah, those are two probably my two go tos. That like I always smoke those. I won't care. And uh, I mean, some some people some people won't ever go out of their brands that they like, but I'll definitely pick those two up anytime. Nice. So uh, at the beginning at the beginning of last year, you know, February, March, and I think it wasn't really until 
I think it wasn't really until like May when the when the government was like, you know, no trap, no leaving the house for all military. Right. Um, you guys were still, I don't want to say right up until they said hell no, but you know, for part of the beginning of the year, you guys were still getting together and, and smoking and meeting up and whatnot. Yeah, we were doing stuff like that, uh, small stuff here and there. Um, Nick and I finally got off our ass and did something with the group. Um, for uh, To be honest with you, and we tell everybody this, we kind of sat on it for a little bit and uh, didn't really do much with it. But, yeah, once we got locked in the house, it was kind of, all right, well, I guess we, we might have anything else to do. Something. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but at that time, so like you said, you, you were locked in, in your home and you didn't have anything else to do. Did you notice not only with the increase in members, uh, but a, I, I want to say like an, also an increase in traffic. Cause obviously that's the way that it is, but just because you couldn't meet face to face, did you see a correlation that these people were also still connecting over Facebook and Instagram and not stay, not deciding, well, if I couldn't meet you in person, I wasn't going to engage in this group. Yeah. I, that's something that Nick and I talk about all the time is that I think that was kind of a blessing in disguise for us with all the bullshit that went on last year was that, uh, everybody was glued to their phone. Everybody was stuck at home, right? A lot of the stuff that you could do, you couldn't. So people were like, ah, well, if I don't smoke, I'm going to start smoking now. And then <laughs> there's a group here and I can talk to everyone. So that's kind of, and we, we even did a lot of virtual shit too. So we would do a Facebook group or whatever, or we'd get in Zoom and we'd all smoke together and just virtual smoke out too. So we were doing that for a while too. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I got to look into getting, I got to look into getting like one of those window mounted exhaust thingies like right here. So that I can sit in here in the warmth and smoke. Maybe that'll be a project for me over the next couple of weeks. Or you could just pull your tampon out and just crack the fucking window. <laughs> I could. I could that. Ass bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you, you CBs are supposed to be all tough and shit. I'm just fucking. No, we are not. No, we have the one movie and it's a propaganda film. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen it. Like, I know it's so bad I haven't even seen it. I catch grief for it all the time, but. Whatever. Um, yeah, Billy, you have a you have a favorite cigar memory? Who me? Yep. So actually, I do. I I never really. So I grew up in a very uh, Italian household. You know, okay. your stereotypical Long Island, New York City Italian household. And when I grew up, um, you know, I was born in '82, so it was still, uh, you know, we were the. I was still that generation of kids. It was, yeah, you know, we left the house and just fucking be back for dinner, or when the street lights pop on, you know, our parents just let us go and do whatever. But my my uncles, my cousins, they would all sit around the table after dinner and they would play cards and smoke cigars. So my dad was always really weird about like, oh, you know, don't do nothing till you're 18. You know, don't drink till you're 21. But I came home from leave. And I'm sitting at the table with my pops, and I can't remember. My buddy gave me a cigar to take home. I, I can't even remember which one, it, like what it was. And um, I was pulling my stuff out of my bag. And my dad's like, "What's that?" He goes, "You smoke cigars?" I was like, "I was like, oh, my buddy gave it to me," but it was actually really cool. My pop, my pops kicked on some Led Zeppelin, um, poured some really fucking expensive scotch, pulled out one of his cigars. And he said, don't smoke that. Smoke this. And we just sat on the back porch and just fucking had a cigar together. And that was awesome, from then. It was just it was just awesome. You know, it was. And I think for him, too, being the firstborn, you know, and being his son, it was something special for him, too. It was pretty cool because I remember my mom came out. She's like, oh, really? You, too? And he's just like, if you want to sleep here tonight, you're going to go back inside and leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the quintessential italian upbringing experience is it's either yeah. your first time like you know one of those like the, the first time doing something with your old man yeah for him to, to for him to be like oh oh look i've hated you up until this point but now it's time to bond that's yeah, that's it was, uh, the old country it was a, it was a cool experience and it sticks you know it really does stick out in my head my brother too you know my brother almost kind of the, the same thing he um you know he came back from from college and uh was hanging out with one of his buddies and they were sitting on the on the back patio at my parents' house, and they were smoking a cigar. And my dad was like, "Oh, oh, okay, all right, you too, shit, look at this. I'll be right back." <laughs> my dad brings out this fucking box. He calls it the Holy Grail. It's like this box of cigars. 
My dad travels all over the world for his okay. job. So he's he's always legally getting cigar, cigars back into the yeah. United States. Yeah, we'll say that. That's what he tells me. He goes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. So he has this box he calls the Holy Grail, this this uh, this humidor, and he always pulls it out. And he's like, huh. And he does this stupid, stupid thing, but it's funny to me. He goes, hmm. Goes hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of tobacco. <laughs> it's a pretty special box. And I'm just like, just fucking pick one, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, like we all, you do that every time. Like we know. It's the same story. Like you see that. It's the routine. It's the tradition. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. the, it's the, it's part of the ritual. But yeah, you, don't, you don't just, even remember what you smoke, but you always remember the memory, you know? And yeah. it's not even just that, that, that one time I, you know, I, I had my, you know, technically my first cigar with my pops, but I also remember watching as a kid, watching my dad and my uncles and my cousins. That was their time to relax and just forget about shit and socialize, you know, is when they got the cigars out, got the cards, poured a little drink and every, you know, everyone else just, we just left them alone, you know, right. and that, that, that meant a lot to him too, you know? So no, it's definitely a, it's definitely an awesome way to socialize and and bond, uh, especially through the military, right. with all the hectic bullshit we do. Especially yeah. you sub guys, you know, fucking going ghost for months at a time, and you know, only time I've seen a sub is when you guys are fucking pulling back in a port. <laughs> yeah, that that getting a smoke on the bridge is one of the best experiences you can ever get. So um, yeah, we were, uh, for our for those for those of us who don't know what in the hell any of those words mean. Okay, can you tell, can I tell us what the bridge is on the sub? Okay, so if you look at a picture of a submarine, it's the very top of it where you see people that uh, climb up this ladder, and there's always like at least four or five people up there. It, it gets packed, right? Um, but yeah, you're that actually get an outside view to the world, and everybody else is stuck on that steel tube sucking air. So, so all I'm hearing from you, sir, is uh, rank has its privileges. Is that is that is that no. what I? <laughs> sometimes sometimes there's the most junior guy on board that's up there too no i know so, i just, <laughs> just actually, i so i did not know that that's pretty cool so it's not a uh it's not a only the people who need to go up there or the people who got permission like permission kind of thing like you can request no. permission to go up there and smoke or look around or is it like a rotation for yeah like, so you, you can you can permission to go up there but usually the guy standing look out up there been in the navy since breakfast so he doesn't know any fucking thing so like, yeah. he's sitting up there, but he gets to hang out and gets to see the outside world. While, like I said, everybody's stuck on that metal tube. Just you know, hanging even, out. Though, even though he's not looking at fuck all except for the ocean, it's probably right. nice. <laughs> you know, like, like, tastes different up here. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, being a, I was a, I was a surface, surface engineer. And then I crossed over to, to MA back in 03 when my rate okay. was, so flooded because they were down they were getting rid of the old diesel navy and i was a gas turbine guy when i first came in and then they flooded our rate so i i remember being a junior sailor and you know you know ripping on the sub guys and then i got stationed in groton and, oh, yeah. I, fucked, and I, I watched one of the subs pull in and i was chief of the guard because i was e5 at the time and i'm out there doing all the security stuff <clears throat> And just watching you guys coming out of the sub, but I'm like, you know, I have so much fucking respect for you, fucking. I couldn't fucking do it. There's no fucking way. I don't know how you guys, how you guys do it. Like, it's what, what were you in Groton? I retired out of Groton um, in 2015, so I was there from 12 to 15. Okay, so you were, you and I were there around the same time then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking world, man. There it so is again. If if we were there the same time, you remember when we went from the patrol cars to the the pickup trucks, those Dodge yeah. Ram? Yep, okay. That's, was there i got there right after i was actually helping phase out the old old impala uh patrol vehicles and picking up those new dodge rams yeah I was, I was on the, i was on the miami and uh virginia at that time okay yep, so. yeah i was i was up there for uh when sandy hit and that was fucking crazy because they actually had all the subs they all had to leave port because i forget which i want to say it was the dallas Okay, another boat that I've been on too. Yep, the Dallas, um, which I'll talk to you offline about that. But there's reasons I love 
I love the USS Dallas. And you, I think you know. Where, I think you know where I'm going with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. That was it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep that. We'll keep that NDA going. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Talk about that later. The current events of the world. I don't need yeah. the fucking FBI knocking on the yeah. door. Um. But when Sandy hit, um, I'm pretty sure it was the Dallas was one of the last ones in port, and the flooding was so bad that the Dallas actually came up up on the river and went over the pier and came back. <laughs> oh, so, it, it never, right. so what I'm saying is if the water wasn't there and it receded right. quick enough, it would have landed right on the top of one of the fucking piers. That's how much the flooding was coming in. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty intense. It was pretty intense there. And then they had so, the Nautilus. I went to go on the Nautilus when I was there and that was okay. fucking, that yeah. fucking tiny fucking thing. Holy shit. Product. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it. I got a lot of respect for you, sub guys. Well, I'm short, so it's easy for me. Yeah, I'm six foot fucking yeah. four, and I'm well fed, so it's not fun. I'll tell you how my dad did it back in 1984, 85. How much extra money? Okay. <laughs> that sure. was it. Yep. Yes, he, did. he was uh, the entirety of his Navy career up until 1999. We transferred to Italy in 2000, in which he just went on the MRS land, which is a subtender. But up until then, he was on boats in and out of Bremerton and San Diego and then the Trident training facility up there. But fucking extra money? Sure. Oh yeah. Why not? Yeah. I was like, well, I was like, what happens if like something bad happens? He goes, Well, very quickly it doesn't become my problem. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a hell of a way to look at it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I took that one. I'll tell you what though, of all the advice I have forgotten my dad ever gave me. That was the one I all, I took with me when I joined the Navy and went on deployment. Is like, listen, if something bad happens very quickly, it's not your responsibility. <laughs> okay. so Easy shitty. day. Yeah, so I know, right? So uh, uh, hold on, Brian. You're uh, – pardon me. Sailors and Six is getting ready to branch off a little bit, isn't it? Uh, Just for like – what do you mean? You have uh, sirens and sticks. I've seen some stickers in here. Yeah, we just started doing that. Uh, just something for the ladies here. Uh that obviously like people that are spouses or whatever want to be involved in the group somehow. Uh, we don't let them in the sailors and sticks group cause that's just for us. Right. But um, yeah, we just want to get them some stuff and make sure they feel a part of this community. But the sailors and sticks group is for us. So I don't want to make sure that uh, people feel like they're being spied on by their significant other. If they're you're, you're incorporating them, but you're not right. <laughs> well, you know, isn't that like most organizations, you know, you have a you have a higher up, and then you start creating subgroups and whatnot. You want it, yeah. you want people to feel included. You know, if, if their spouses and sailors and sticks, you know, you want to be, and they love it, and it's part of who they are and their identity. You want them to feel included too. You want them to have something to hang their hat on, like, oh, do you smoke? Oh, no, I don't, but I support so and so who does. Right. And that's always nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys that's what we do with uh, gear for that yet. Uh, that's what we do with the merchandise and stuff. Is that we talk about anybody could buy the stuff, but uh, as far as being in the actual group itself, Facebook stuff wise, um, it's all about like if you're in, if you're a Coast Guard or if you're a sailor, uh, you get to get in the group. But uh, I mean, we just want to keep the community the way it is. And yeah. so we don't want to have it saturated with other stuff. It's very, very quickly uh, groups that have a specific vision and goal get saturated it with other content that is not the purpose. And right. uh, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a couple CB groups, and every now and again, somebody posts something that's just, and the and the admins tell them all the time, like this is a CB group. We're here to talk about CBs and history right. and, and share and whatnot. And then every now and again, it's somebody posts uh, a news article or a political opinion or something, and it's just like, come on, man, like you know exactly what's gonna happen right oh, now. Like some bullshit Etsy page or some stupid shit like that. And like, oh yeah, like oh hey, go support my Etsy, my friend's Etsy or yeah. my friend's Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't no. we don't get on that vibe, and I think that's what a lot of people like about the group is that there is no stuff like that. So uh, we want to keep it that way. It's funny if you scroll through the photos; it's almost every one of them is the, the same exact photo. It's the hand holding the cigar with whatever they're drinking right yeah. there, and it's you just keep scrolling through the uploads, and it's like yeah. every, everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Like everybody's on the same fucking page there, man. Oh, it's, awesome. it's awesome going through your through your social media feeds. I was sitting here. I like the one with. Um, Jack Nicholas when he was in the in the Navy. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> said the, he's sitting there with his white hat on, no shirt, looking like a crusty old sailor smoking a fucking cigar. And I'm just so, like, yeah. we had we had an ongoing debate about that, and like, I want to see what you guys think is who's the most famous cigar smoker that you can think of. Right off the top of my head, I'd say Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, that's a good but answer. Only because he's got that video when he was younger, and the guy was like, "How do you feel about, or how does your wife feel about you smoking at home?" And he's like. Listen, my wife's father smokes, and I smoke, and I'm closer to the father. So what is she going to do? Tell me not to smoke? It's like telling her dad not to smoke. And it was like, right. all right, well, probably couldn't have said that today, but it was pretty baller. And well, also, that's a baller. Like I'm actually going to say Winston Churchill. Okay, that was a that was a popular answer. Yeah, yeah, well, for obvious reasons, the Churchill is now. I'm going to show my ignorance here. The Churchill is a length, correct? Yes. Okay, so the Churchill is a length of cigar. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Most famous cigar smoker. Uh, I think Chesty, I would rank Chesty Puller up there uh, along with his dope ass quotes. There are a multitude of, of photos of him smoking. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a total Italian piece of shit right now. I'm going to say Al Capone. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a, that's <clears> a babe, solid answer. I babe, said George Burns, but like nobody. I oh, George Burns. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> There, I'll tell you what, man. There's something about there's something about a photo of somebody famous with a cigar that, like, regardless of who they are or what they did, the photo just has a little bit more character, right? Because it's not a cigarette, you know. It's not a Virginia Slim. It's not a, a Marlboro, a Camel, a Cool. It's not a Lucky Strike. It's a cigar, and and I and I tell people, yeah, it's, it's I, a good way to put it. Well, I tell people two things. Thanks to our friend Matt, I tell people I'm not. I've never said I'm not a hypocrite. But I'll be out there smoking a cigar, and I'll see the kids smoking cigarettes, and they'll be like, how long have you been smoking? And we get into this discussion and whatnot. And I always, at some point or another, I'm like, you know, you guys shouldn't smoke cigarettes. Like, you guys know the bad for you. Like, that's the that's in the entirety of what I'm going to say. And they're like, oh, well, B1, you're smoking a cigar. I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is a lifestyle habit. Or, this is a lifestyle hobby. It's not a habit. It's a lifestyle choice. Right? It comes with information and knowledge and connections. <laughs> right. It's who you are. It's an identity. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like. I can do my PRT and slay all of you is what I'm talking about. And I'm not a slave to a little tiny 18 pack of sticks. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's, a, it's a different vibe too, man. Uh, cigars and cigarettes. So it's a, it's yeah. a different vibe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cigars, uh, cigarettes are just a quick one and done and, you know, it's move on. You know, so I, I, will, I do, I do got to give some credit to cigarettes. So I'd used cigarettes on my last deployment to get away from my chief. Uh, <laughs> if, if I didn't want to be around him and uh, if I didn't want to be around him, you know, I kept the packet of uh, Marlboro Reds on the desk. I don't know who's like this more, me or, me or him. <laughs> you know, like if somebody else in the office knew that something wasn't going right between Chief and I, they would come up and ask if I want to have a smoke. And then we'd go out and, you know, so Marlboro Reds, you at least got me away from somebody I didn't really need to be around. Yeah. But, um, but in the evenings, like I knew I was never going to be asked something to do because, he, you know, it was one of those situations that – uh, leash too tight to the chest and want to delegate. But if, if I was seen out there with a cigar, I was usually reading a book and I knew I wasn't going to get bothered. So he's a big micromanager. What's that? Big micromanager. Yeah. Didn't want to delegate the authority, but that kept him up to like 3 a.m. And we had to be at work by like 7.30. I was like, all right, listen, that's who you are. That's who, who you want to be and that's on you, man. That's not going to be on me. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure those weren't the words you were choosing. I never. You said that so PC like. Yeah, you were like, well, no, like you're reading from the fucking HR manual. Like, what the I'm fuck? Still, I'm still in the reserve, and there's a statistical likelihood that eventually somebody in my unit is. And thankfully, I was with a different unit, but I know a lot of people. I've done, uh, you know, four deployments with different people from different places. There's a possibility this per video eventually gets back there, and I don't want to. Make it seem like I, I don't want to say something in proportion. Uh, we didn't get along, and that was not even kind of a secret. Uh, but I knew that I would be left alone if I was smoking. Sometimes people got to know they suck, man. I mean, that's true. They tell me they suck. I knew I would always be left alone if I was smoking. There was just something about it that I, would, I knew that I would never I – could, I could be called from the gym. I would be woken up, and I was fine with that. And I, honestly, if he said, throw, throw your smoke out, we got to go, I'd have been okay with that but I knew that I would never get bothered while I was smoking. So not only thank you to Marlboro Reds, Marlboro, give me free shit, but, uh, you know, thank you to Cigar. Marlboro, give me free shit. Yeah, thank you also to Cigars for taking up 45 minutes to an hour and a half of my evening. 
for six and a half straight months. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh no, it's it's uh, the the atmosphere going from going to the smoke deck to have a cigarette to sitting around with your your buddy Dude, and having a cigar. It's two. It's it's night, it's night and day. It's night and day. You walk into a room of everybody smoking cigars and just notice it's drastically different than people smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a di- it's a totally different vibe. There's a, there's a calm. There's yeah. there's this, this peace and calm. And they're in and out. They're in and out. They're in and out. Like they're just or they're like, there's always a fidget thing going. Because I you know it's five minutes of deep breathing, which does a lot of people a lot of good. But like once they're done, they're done. But then people with the cigar are like, yeah, because you're not you're not in a rush, man. Little head nods. You're checking who's coming in. You're checking to see how they're gonna flow with the room and whatnot. And then you know after like five seconds or whatever, you're like. Okay, we're good. And then you just go back to it. And, and and as soon as you walk into a room of people smoking a cigar, you're like, oh my God, my team badge. It came out of fucking nowhere. Holy shit. Teamwork makes a dream work in this motherfucker. I will say one thing I hated about the Surface Fleet. And, you know, with, I'm going to say this. I'm going to preempt this with all due respect. Um, <laughs> I hated when the khakis would come out to the smoke deck. And I was an engineer, so we'd be down in the engine room, you know, yeah. Fucking- all what felt like all day and night, you know, we our only time to see the sun, even in the surface fleet, was going topside to have a smoke. So I used to hate it. We had this one senior chief who would just go. I, I think he just went into the fucking chief's mess. He's like, "All right, all right, we're all gonna go smoke at the same time." He would walk out on the fucking smoke deck and he go, "Khaki call, everyone get the fuck out." What the. F- Wow, that's a, that's a dickhead move right there. I was like, oh, okay. That dude, deserves, that dude deserves to have his coffee mug cleaned. Uh, <laughs> he did it. He would do it once a week, once a week, and you they'd fucking light up cigars. They would just sit out there for like two hours and just close the smoke pit down. Well, listen, you said it. Rank has its privileges. It's very true. It's very true. Well, Brian, we appreciate you being with her, uh, uh, being here with us tonight. Uh, talking about sailors and sticks. Uh, it's been a lot of fun being in the group, and I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, the world opening back up just a little bit more because uh, the fundraisers, the crowdsourcing, the connections are all there, and it's going to be really cool to see when you guys get back together for the first time. And well, I, I probably won't see it. There'll be a lot of smoke in the way, and sure. So makers going to have to update those uh, exhaust systems if they're going to be able to walk through that room anymore without tripping over anything. Yeah, yeah we'll hopefully we get a good crowd out there next time. Looking yeah, forward I'll, to I'll try to come. I'm only uh, I'm only two and a half hours south. So next time you guys have an event, I'm the right, the, with enough heads up, uh, I'll fly down for a weekend. Yeah, yeah. we'll okay. fucking make it happen. All right, Brian, thank, thank you so you much, man. It was uh, appreciate awesome you. having you on the show, and uh, hopefully we can get you back here, um, you know, throughout the year, and give us updates on what's going on with the group. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right, take, take it care, easy. Brother. Have a good night. You know, I start my new job tomorrow. I might have a cigar tonight just to kind of like zen out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I've drank a lot tonight, which is rare for me. Well, you had a stressful day. Yeah. it's uh, You had to go see your ex-wife. Which is – usually it's fine, but then it's – I just – I don't like the little fucking – little fuck fuck games that get played every once in a while and the kids yeah. are involved. It pisses me off to uh, – Yeah, it's fucking irritating. You shouldn't get the kids involved in dumb shit. No. Yeah. Today, don't get kids involved in dumb shit. Yeah. So it's uh, it just it just gets fucking annoying. But um, next week, next Monday, I'm excited. I'm excited because Hugh, Hugh, I'll give you one thing, Hugh. You know, you make all these jokes that you just sit back and you know you don't really do anything. But you are the one. I got to give you props, bro. You're the one that's usually act out there getting the fucking guests to come on on the show, which I appreciate because I'm usually I too. Try. I'm usually too fucking stressed out to do it. And, and then you're like, yo, what do you think of this? I'm like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Let's do it, man. Like, we're good, dude. I trust you. <laughs> but I'm excited because I'm going to have my boy Chris um, on next week. He's um, the one of the co-founders, and he's the lead guitarist for a slam metal, so just total fucking heavy metal rock group called Internal Bleeding. They've been around for 30 years. They started off on Long Island. Um, me and Chris uh, actually met as crazy as it sounds through fucking video games. So, um, oh, that's right. For those of you that don't know, Billy's a huge gamer. Billy, what's a, what's gamer. you play? So, I'm on Xbox. If you want my gamer tag, you can message us. And actually, you know what? I'll fucking drop it in a post tomorrow if you guys want to get on. But I played a division. The division. Uh, you, and you've I'm been playing it for so long. 
you've been playing for so long yeah that so Billy Billy tells me the story, and I'm starting to, to to steamroll here a little bit. Billy's playing with his buddies, and you're one of the younger ones of the group, right? Yes, actually, Chris group, right? Chris Chris is in his fifties. Okay, oh. so Billy's playing this game, and you know, like all the kids are little cunts in video games, and they swear and they say shit they know that yeah. in person, well, like one swift kick to the head would fix it. So <laughs> Billy's telling me the story. One of these kids is like, "Fuck you." And like swearing at him, and one of his clan members, who's like ten years older than Billy, is like, "Go tell your mom." I said to clean up the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's just really bad. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> just, it's really bad the shit we say on there. But it's 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 all a good fun. But it for me, like with sailors and sticks, you know how you know you're involved with them, and you know I just recently joined that group too. But for me, that was my coping mechanism. And my, my therapy was to just immerse myself in the in the video games it gave and plus it gave me it afforded me an opportunity to talk to my buddies and stuff like that over uh over the game. But yeah, no, I'm pretty pretty involved. Like our clan's like one of the in the top two hundred in the world in the game. And we're talking about yeah, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that play this game. I mean, they hold huge events for this game every year, Ubisoft does. Um but you're and your buddy Chris, he's in this group, he's in this clan with you, right? Yeah, he's in the clan with me, um, which is just a is just a group of us within the game. Yeah, uh, we we get on there almost every single day. Uh, and it's not, we're not, I'm not on there. The crazy thing is, is when you think about gamers, it's like we're not on there for hours and hours, maybe two hours straight yeah. at the absolute most. I mean, sometimes it's just 30, 40 minutes and then just done, you know, sometimes go you days, met, weeks without you playing. Met Chris in the, you met Chris in this game and then found out that he's in this fucking yeah. rock. So we, we got to talking through the game. Uh, we ran a couple of like what we call P um, PVP, which is player versus player. So you're playing against other people throughout the world. On different what we call like the Euro server and stuff like that, and um, we're we're actually playing against guys in Germany, and um, we were just melting through them, and they were getting pissed off and saying some really sadistic Nazi shit to us, probably, which I don't fucking understand, but it was cool, whatever, it sounded cool, and uh, we got to talking. I found out that we literally he grew up literally like two towns away from where I grew up on Long Island, and he's in this rock this fucking uh heavy metal band that's been touring for 30 plus years like i said they're called that's eternal awesome. leading but they've they've toured with some big name like he did he did a full tour like in japan overseas i mean they've done done everything and he you know he brings his influences from groups like you know black sabbath and stuff like that and um you have to post a link to their uh, band page. Yeah, they actually have um, they have their own podcast. Him and one of the other guitarists, uh, Chris, they call it the Smoke Sesh, which is really funny because uh, he, uh, my buddy Chris, is a huge cigar smoker, and me oh, and wow. him, are, me and him are big bourbon lovers and whiskey drinkers. So I mean, he calls it the Smoke Sesh, and it's their band has a podcast every every Saturday night at five, but we're going to bring him in on Monday. It's going to be pretty fucking cool. I'm, I'm super stoked about it. He's just good people um, in the muscle cars in the just good. And it's not just the type of music that he plays. He's, he has an appreciation for music in general. Um, so it's going to be a pretty good show. I'm excited about it. Cause it's my first guest that I'm actually bringing into the podcast. Cause like yeah, I said, that's awesome, Billy. Yeah, so Hugh Hugh's usually the one that's doing all that shit. I just do all the computer nerd shit and make everything look. Why pretty. I just sit here and fucking drink and look pretty then. Yeah, we could do it. You you deserve it, Hugh, and your fucking you know Hotel Six camper. It is a Hotel Six camper. Look, I'll even give you guys a little tour if you're watching the show, you, or you just want to watch it right at the fucking very end. Oh, this it's, is it. this it's is my camper. Fuck you, Guinness, you lazy bastard. Hi, Guinness. Oh, I'm sorry, he was dreaming. Hi, Bobby, I love you. You see his tail go? Yeah, that's about the extent of his energy output for the day. See, what's bad is I can't talk about my whiskey because then my dog's like, what? What, Dad? What? Huh? Yeah. What are we doing? Are we doing stuff? We're going? Go back in the corner. Just yeah. go back to sleep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm excited for Monday. Uh, I think that's yeah, going to be, be a lot of fun. See if he doesn't mind if, uh, if, he, if I ask him to like play a riff or something. He probably fucking will, dude. It'll be pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it ask definitely him, will. Dude, you should ask him if he wants to play our new intro. I will talk to him. I might be able to make that happen. But also, we are working on a bunch of stuff coming up. Me, you know, uh, 
you know, eventually we are we are going to hopefully have T-shirts and hoodies and coffee mugs and all that other good shit. So we're trying to get yeah, merchandise eventually. So just always be on the lookout for that. Um, remember, we do have our new website, which is right there on the bottom ticker at libertyriskpodcast.com. You can catch us on Apple and Spotify. Um, the website's uh, what I like to call a one and done. All our shows, all our social media, all our podcast sites are right there on the website. So that's the go-to link. So it's right there at the bottom. And then uh, Thursday, don't uh, forget to tune in at 7.30 because it's going to be the, our very first uh, Ladies Take Over Liberty Risk, which uh, if you go back and if you didn't catch it in the beginning, Meg was talking about it. She was in here with us for a little bit, which was nice to have her in here even for the five minutes because I think that's all I could tolerate. Um, but we'll be back here next Monday with uh, Internal Bleeding. Anything else that I'm forgetting you before we fucking – Good, man. Leave? You're so fucking just laid back, chill in that camper. Do like I'm kind of jealous, dude. Like it's just. I, like, I mean, it's you know it's a little stressful because like you know, and we have so much space, but it's kind of like I've done some cleaning up and organizing, so we're getting there. It's nice. You, you, you try to like suppress your OCD and just fucking. I just don't want things to not be where they belong. Okay, that's all <laughs> it is. Okay, so you could have just said yes was the answer. <laughs> <to that question. laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We'll see you guys next Monday at seven thirty. Y'all have a good evening. Night, everybody. I got this. So bad. <laughs> Always need more scotch.